I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Because when there's no room for failure, there's no room for growth. There's no room for exploration. There's no room for discovery. And that means there's no room for them to really figure out who they are, what they're capable of, right? What they're good at or maybe not good at. It's all huge parts of their identity. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. This is Motherhood Monday. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser, and we're on a kick here on the podcast of talking about the back to school season. And I think one of the greatest gifts and strengths our kids can have in school, and I think just in general really is a strong sense of identity, just this really firm idea of who they are. And I think this is something a lot of kids struggle with right naturally, especially as they get older. It's probably something a lot of us adults have found periods of struggle with too. It's this deep sense and kind of curiosity and questioning of like, who am I really? Right? Like, what are the things that I stand for? Where have I been? Right? Where am I going? What's important to me? What are my values? What are my interests and my talents and my hobbies and 
my gifts? Like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? Right? What are my weaknesses? Where do I stand on certain issues? Like, what are my beliefs? It's that inner exploration of the self, right? Who am I? And we know it. We know it as parents, like the world is going to come hard and it's going to come fast at trying to tell our kids who they are and who they aren't, especially I think in this social media, like tech connected world that we live in now. So the world's going to tell them, man, like how they should dress, right? How they should speak, what they should think, how they should look. And I think some of that is probably okay and normal and natural and just a healthy part of learning how to grow up and, and be with others. But most of it is probably lies, right? It's no wonder they struggle with confidence and it's no wonder they struggle with self-worth. So as their parents, we want to be intentional and we just want to be able to do what we can to try to enforce and speak truth over them as it relates to their identity, just encouraging them. Encouraging them to think independently when it comes to their self, their authentic self. So back in episode nine, I did a whole episode about writing family mission statements. And I created this free resource for you to use with your families to write your own family mission statement. And friends, at the root of it, right, writing your family mission statement, that's all about identity. It's all about like, who are we? right? What does our family stand for? What does it mean to be for us? What does it mean to be a grocer? So as moms, we have a lot of power to speak, a lot of influence to speak against these lies that the world's going to tell them about themselves. Like we can build them up in truth. We can remind them of their true identity. We can speak life-giving words over them. We can be deliberate about teaching them their self-worth. We can give them different experiences. And I think that those are going to be their greatest teachers about themselves. We can empower them through these experiences because it's really these experiences that are going to shape how they see themselves and how they see others. And I think how they perceive um, just the world around them in general. So I put together three ways that we can help our children cultivate a strong and a true self-identity. So the first one is just that I think we can create opportunities for them to explore. And the point here is just exposure. It's exposing our kids to so many different things. So whatever you can think of, different foods, sports, uh, different cultures, different books, movies, uh, games, different activities, places you can take them, like the more they can do, the more they can try, the more opportunities they have to start figuring out what they resonate with, right? What do they enjoy? What do they not enjoy? What are they into? What gets them going? What doesn't, right? And just exposing them to a variety of things is going to help them figure out what they like and don't like, which really is a big part of starting to form their identity. And I would encourage us as parents to expand beyond the things that we're interested in, right? We can try to be open to truly and genuinely helping our kids find new interests, right? Give them the opportunities to experiment. And we can even take it a step further and like really show interest in the things that they're loving. They're finding that they're loving. We're noticing that they're loving. Our kids are probably going to go through phases, right? Just like we did, that they're not going to totally understand. We're not going to totally understand. We're not going to totally love. But just like our parents, 
I mean, I can think of for myself, maybe it's that uh, emo or punk or grunge phase we went through, right? It's all part of the process. So we can love them in it. We can show interest, support through whatever it is that they're safely exploring. And if they start, you know, going crazy about the trombone, like, dang, that's, that's cool. You start obsessing with certain kind of cuisine and they go all, you know, Julia Child on you in the kitchen. Amazing. They want to learn how to draw Japanese anime, like explore it with them. Show enthusiasm, genuine, genuine enthusiasm and leave that judgment behind. We can show them that we're here for them and they have our support in learning about and expressing their own individuality. And the truth is that nearly every trait or interest or thing that might annoy us or bother us or aggravate us about our kids, it's probably, it's even likely related to their God-given personality and strengths. So maybe your quiet child who might, you know, enjoy going to the library over the football field, like maybe that kid's got God's spoken wisdom over them, right? And they're going to share ideas that this world needs. Maybe that kid of yours who's, I don't know, taking apart every gosh darn toy or appliance or mechanical thing they can get their hands on and your garage or your living room is just a heap of parts and screws. Maybe that's a kid who's curious, whose curious mind is going to help solve some major problems for people as an adult, right? Maybe that kid of yours who's on the debate team is driving you nuts, questioning every single thing you say or do or ask, right? Maybe God's creating a human that's going to stand up and speak for so many who have no voice. So I think one of the greatest jobs we have as parents is to just let them explore these things so they can develop them. And if you're exposing them to things that aren't catching on, we can all think of things maybe our parents kind of pushed us to continue or do that we didn't really like. It's okay. It's okay if they move on. You tried figure skating and they hated every minute of it. All right, cool. Maybe that's not their thing, right? I don't think as parents, we have to feel like we have this obligation to uh, overthink it or to force their involvement or their continuation in these things. Like, sure, we can have conversations about giving things a fair shot and about following through on commitments, if that's the case, right? If that's relevant or not giving up the minute things get tough. Like these are also really important life lessons, but I would just encourage us to really get real and be honest with ourselves because those factors are real and important. They're probably not as much at play as we think they are not as much at play as how often we use them as excuses for why we actually want our kids to continue doing something. And if we're real, what's probably at play is probably something that has way more to do with us and our expectations and our interests and our hopes and our dreams and all of the things that maybe we're trying to fulfill through our kids. So the next time they've tried something new and, you know, given it a fair shot and are expressing to you that they don't want to do it anymore, just check yourself, check yourself before you address it with them. Like take a moment, truly search yourself and your motives before having a conversation with them. Like, do I want my daughter to keep going to dance class because she made a commitment and it's important that she finished what she started? Or am I fighting with her to go to dance class because 
I love dance, right? When I was a kid and I just want her to have the same experience that I had. And I think if it's any closer to that ladder, it's okay, move on. Our kids can keep experimenting with new things. And I promise you, they're going to find something that sticks that they are really passionate about. And that thing is going to become part of their identity. And then second, we can encourage our children to find and use their voice. A big part of identity is how we express ourselves with our words. So it's knowing, it's knowing how to stand up for themselves, teaching them to express who they are, what they stand for, teaching them to express their feelings safely and authentically. They can stand against peer pressure. They can say no to things they don't agree with, no to things they don't want to do, right? They can stand up to bullies. They can do the things that bring them joy, regardless of what their friends or whoever is telling them is cool or not cool, right? So this, we can foster, we can foster this voice as parents by ensuring that our kids feel heard by us. Do they feel safe expressing to us, right? Feel, do they feel empowered in learning how to use their voice with us? Feeling safe to speak up when they have an idea or something that they want to share with us. So let's create time. Let's create time each day to have conversations with our kids and give them that space to practice using their voice. You know, maybe you go on walks together. Maybe it's while you're making dinner, maybe sitting around the dinner table. You know, ask them thoughtful questions, curious questions, and let them use their voice to share their own thoughts and their own opinions. Ask them where they learned things, how they came up with things, how they came to certain conclusions. It's just being mindful of digging a little deeper. And I think another thing we can do too, especially with our older kids who have you know, more resources, they can use tech, they can read, um, is we can help them find or how to find reliable and trustworthy sources to research and learn more about the things they're interested in. Or when they're trying to figure out you know, what they think about something, like who can they go to, where can they look, what their opinion actually is about something so they can learn how to have an informed opinion. An informed opinion really can help give them confidence to speak up and be able to support their position. So having info to back up what we say, it really makes us more assertive, right? So if they decide they want to become, I don't know, a vegetarian, and that's going to be part of their identity, right? They can research it. They can read the pros and cons, and they can find maybe the healthiest ways to do so. And in learning how to do so, they can explain their decisions to others who might not understand. And I think really these are all incredible life skills, right? And then third, we can allow them to fail, allow them to fail. I've talked about this before on the podcast. You guys know I'm such a proponent for letting our kids fail safely because when there's no room for failure, there's no room for growth. There's no room for exploration. There's no room for discovery. And that means there's no room for them to really figure out who they are, what they're capable of, right? What they're good at or maybe not good at. It's all huge parts of their identity. So as parents, I think we're naturally just wired to protect our kids. But sometimes I think when we're helicoptering a little too hard, we can end up really taking away valuable and teachable moments. 
Our kids need to learn that success is usually found after a lot of hard work, right? After a lot of persistence and resilience and struggle and oftentimes failure. I think it was uh, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. I think she's the one that she tells a story about how at the dinner table, her dad would ask her what she had failed at that day. And when she couldn't think of anything that she had failed at, he'd kind of rib her and he'd tell her like, hey, if you're not failing, that means you're not growing and trying new things. So she, you know, better fail at something tomorrow when she reports back to him. And I just think this is such a powerful reframe that we can offer to our kids. Like failure isn't bad. It isn't uh, wrong. The only true failure is not even trying in the first place. What we often perceive as failure, I think, is really just a process of gathering information, right? What works? What doesn't? And if our kids get comfortable failing, but then also getting back up and adjusting and continuing on, I mean, mamas, what a beautiful part of their identity they're discovering. You know, research has shown over and over and over that kids who are resilient, kids who are more comfortable failing, And then trying again, those kids have a stronger sense of self-worth. And I think the failing process also brings around a sense of empathy. It brings humility. It brings collaboration. It brings working with others, all huge parts of forming our identity. How do we relate to others? How do we treat others? How do we speak about and to others? How do we communicate our needs? And it's not in just our interactions, but the people in our circle and our community that form a huge part of our identity too. And it's experiences, whether, you know, curated by us as parents or just what life throws at our kids, but their experiences shape their inner voice and it gives them confidence and character. And we all know that all experiences aren't easy. But when when we empower our kids to persevere, when we empower them to speak up, when we empower them to stay true to themselves, stand up for what they believe in, that brings out the best of what's inside them. And it really helps to shape their identity. That empowerment, that really creates a strong sense of self and overcoming. And man, that really encourages positive self-identity. So three handles, we can create opportunities for them to explore, find the things that they resonate with that feel aligned for them. We can encourage them to find and use their voice, right? Speak up, share what's going on. Uh, And then finally, we can allow them to fail. And through that failure, allow them to see that they can persevere, that they are resilient, and that failure in, in and of itself isn't the end of the line, right? And that's a huge part of how they're going to see themselves and their identity. So it's Monday and we end every Motherhood Monday with a prayer over our children for the week ahead. So let's pray together. God, we thank you for the amazing gift of our children. We pray for the formation of their identity today, God. We pray they know their true identity who they are in you and who you say they are. Just let them see themselves the way that you see them, God. Let them stand in your truth and guard their hearts against 
what others might say about them and who they are. Just help them to discern, help them to know the truth from the lies. Teach them to hear your voice, God. Not only did you make them so unique, but you made them in your image. They are your children, God. So help them to never forget that. They belong to you. They are blessed. They are chosen. They are forgiven. They have purpose. They have hope. They are overcomers. They are protected. They are safe. They are victorious. They are strong and mighty in your power. And they are so, so loved. This is the truth you speak about who they are. This is their identity. We pray a sound of mind over our children as they explore and discover their identities. We pray that you drive away any confusion, any worry, any fear, that none of this has any place in their identity, God. And when they struggle, just help them to find confidence in the truth of who you say they are. Let them see their significance. Let them know their worth. You know every hair on their heads, God. You see them as precious, as valuable. So help us as their parents, just to remind them of all these truths. Let these truths rule in their hearts and in their lives. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.